Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Thank you so much for listening to us on SiriusXM, or if you're checking us out on YouTube. Fantastic guests coming up today, but first we got to talk about our sponsor and who else other than BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, with all the up-to-minute stats, news, and scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, totals from the NFL and college football all season long at your fingertips with BetOnline.ag. From Week One all the way to the college football playoff, we've got you covered so what are you waiting for head on your mobile device today and sign up you'll receive a 50 percent welcome bonus when you use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v that's right 50 percent welcome depo- uh, depo- deposit on your first deposit only at betonline.ag where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the show it's fall the leaves are about to turn and the cubs are fighting for a playoff spot so we have two fantastic guests here to talk about uh not just the chicago cubs but their wonderful contributions to Chicago itself. First, let's bring in a returning guest of ours. He might squeeze in a little Notre Dame talk if we got some time. It's Brigham Avery. Welcome back, Brig. Joey, it is so great to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. It's always lovely to see your handsome face and Cub playoff fever. Bears just kicking off. Get into it, baby. Such a pleasure to have you back on the show. We also have a very, very special guest here. Now, this gentleman, he doesn't deserve my introduction, but I'm going to do the best that I possibly can. Uh, He is legendary Chicago actor, legendary artist, legendary Chicago sports fan. What can I just say? This man is a legend himself. It's Joe Montaigne. Joe, welcome so much to the show. How are you today? My my pleasure, Joey. I'm excellent. Great to be here. Fantastic. Um, Well, gentlemen, we're going to get you started right away here. Chicago Cubs right now coming into action, fighting for that third playoff spot. They picked up a win last night against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 13 to 1. Um, the bats came alive once again after going two and eight in Arizona. Uh, Brigham, man, let's start with you first, my friend. How are you feeling going into this weekend? We got Pirates, we got Rockies, and then Braves, Brewers, and hopefully October baseball. Where? Well, how's your emotional state right now? Uh, my emotional state is very good after last night. It's great because I'm here in Chicago, out in front of Clark Street Sports. I have my Cubs Ivy shirt on. We're right behind the stadium itself, sending all the good vibe and karma to the Cubs, and I feel as though the bats are out of the deep freeze. The real problem is the bats collectively went in the deep freeze. They had a lot of problems with their bullpen. I feel now as though they can ride this wave and get back. I'm not trying to sound like Vic the Brick Jacobs or too positive, but I do feel as though, in essence, uh, I had to throw a little L.A. reference of sportscasters, but I feel, Joey, as though they're ready to take the next step, turn the table, and really get back at those Rockies, those two losses in Colorado, and the way they lost in Arizona was very demoralizing and they haven't lost a lot of games like that this year where the bullpen blew it the bats just went in the deep freeze for that extended period of time so getting back on track i feel with the ebbs and the flows of baseball that i I like what's happening and i feel as though this is their time to get back and um you know some things against them i I know the injuries and so on and so forth but i'm just feeling it and and i i think that uh this these two series are going to be good and i like the fact that the braves this is the last thing i'll say for now the braves have clinched so they will be in relax mode. They'll probably be arresting a lot of their starters when we go to that final three series. And perhaps hopefully the Brewers will be too if they win the division. So I feel as though this, these are 12 games that are looking like they could be very majority of winnable games for the Cubs. So. Brigham Avery, beacon of hope, right down there in Wrigleyville right now, uh, giving us a live report. Um, Joe, I, I wanted to ask you, look, man, you've seen more Cubs baseball than I could probably fit uh, into my own brain or onto my, onto my two hands here. Um, you know, besides the win total this season, what has perhaps surprised you or maybe delighted you the most about the Chicago Cubs team this year? 
Well, to me, you know, I'm just delighted that, as you said, they're play, they're trying for a playoff spot. You got to understand, I've been a Cub fan since the early 50s, you know. And so whenever I hear the term, well, they're fighting for a playoff spot, it's like, wow, that's hey, a term. Man. I had, you know, we, we used to we used to count those that off in decades. Like, no, we didn't get we didn't get whenever we're fighting for a playoff spot in that decade. Or oh, how about this decade? Well, that decade was kind of a tough one, too. Oh, and maybe even this one is not even that really good either. So, I mean, you have to understand, I'm excited by all of it. I mean, after 2016, it's all gravy for me. You know what I mean? It's like my, <laughs> my my mother passed away at 101, and that was the that was just maybe six eight months after the Cubs won that series. And I remember doing publicity prior during that 2016 season, saying things on on shows like this, saying, "Boys, close the deal." My mother is a hundred years old, and the Cubs were on an eight year losing streak when she was born. You know, back in 1915. So. <laughs> So in other words, it's all gravy for me. So it's all. So you're asking me what's exciting? It's all exciting. It's all great. Yeah. They're they're fighting for a playoff spot. That, you know, for me, I'm already. You know, I'm I'm already somewhat satisfied. Let's see where it takes us. Uh, may I follow up and ask uh, where were you uh, for the 2016 World Championship? I was in the parking lot of our restaurant called Taste Chicago at the time, which was a restaurant we had in Burbank, uh, California, for 16 years. I had an option to go to Cleveland. I mean, the Cubs even offered me tickets to go to Cleveland. And I know a lot of celebrity friends of mine were there, you know, Bonnie Hunt and Bill Murray and others, Eddie Vedder. And, but I thought to myself, first of all, it was a Thursday. I was still filming Criminal Minds. It was a, my next day was going to be a work day. I would have to have arranged that. I thought I, I'd be leaving all of the fans who had been watching all the games at our restaurant, you know, at that point, you know, at the, every, every game that our restaurant was jammed with Cub yeah. fans because our restaurant was called Taste Chicago. So there was that reason. And the third reason was if they lost, I would be in Cleveland on a Thursday <laughs> night. I want to kill myself, you know. So I said, no, you know what? I'm going to hedge my bets and I'm just going to spend it in the, in the, in, 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 and I, the reason I said I was in the parking lot. I was so nervous I couldn't watch the end of the game in the restaurant with all the patrons because I just thought, you know, I'd been burned too many times. I'm going to watch it in the news truck with the guys that were broadcasting the game. And so I watched the last couple innings by myself looking at a little monitor in the news truck. And and what was interesting is when that final out, when Rizzo made that, caught that ball for the out, I slammed open the door of the truck and looked back at the restaurant and it was dead silence. It was like, and I thought, I dreaming. It was a dream. I dreamt it all. It didn't happen. And then I look over, and the guy next to me, who could care less, he's he's a guy working for you know the network. He's spinning dials. He looks at me, and goes, Oh yeah, we're on a fifteen second delay. And I was like, Okay. And then of course the restaurant erupted. People are running out the door. And I'm thinking, Well, the good news is. I wasn't in Cleveland, but outside of being there, I found out 15 seconds before anybody else that the Cubs <laughs> won the World Series. Breaking news. Uh, breaking news. Right, right. right. Breaking news. In the, in the parking lot, Andy Mazur in the truck. Um, yeah, it wouldn't have been easy probably catching a cab in Cleveland after that game if you had Cubs gear on, no, that's for sure. No, oh, no. A cab. I need an ambulance. I would need an ambulance. <laughs> and, 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 and Brigham, wait on this because I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was so – I mean, we were all Cubs fans, so we maybe understand this. I legitimately thought when they went to extra innings, I thought it was going to go to 18 to 20 innings, and we may not see the conclusion of that game until dawn. I mean, Brigham, I was ready. That was very plausible. How are I you feeling? Uh, was and I, I will tell you well, something. More cubby way to do it, yeah. I was not invited to Cleveland, however, by the Cubs. 
However, I will tell you that in essence, gentlemen, and Joe can attest to this, with the, the essence of our show, Hollywood and Ivy, is really L.A. and Chicago. It's a combination of sports fans and movie stars. And the thing that's great about living in Southern California is, as opposed to Chicago, when the Cubs, the Bears, Notre Dame loses, I first moved there when Notre Dame got knocked off by Northwestern. I know you know that game, September 2nd, 1995. And I was in L.A. and I thought, God, I'm just going to go to the beach and this isn't so bad. So I understand why Joe stayed because, you know, if you just you go to Newport Beach and everything, you'd be fine. You wash away the Cub pain. But now, but now all that's lost is found. So the, the, the great thing about this show, just to spur into that, is that yeah. when we talk about, and Joe, everybody says this, and Joe, everybody says this, they say, thank God they won that in 2016 because Brig asks every guest about that. They all have an amazing story like Joe's, and it is all valuable and beautiful, and it's all your inner child healed. And just the essence of everything is, it's like, uh, you know, surreal, very surreal. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I got to find a tangent, yeah. but uh, thanks for letting me go. No, no, that's perfect. I mean, like you did the transition for me, my man. That's what makes you a great host, my friend. We're here with Brigham Avery and Joe Montani here on Betting on Chicago. Um, Joe, yeah, please. I know you've heard this question before, but just for my audience, please indulge us. Um, what was the impetus to start Hollywood and Ivy? Um, talk a little bit about the show and also maybe if you guys want to start to preview some of the great things you guys have in store because I'm a personally I'm a huge fan of the show I love hearing the stories and people need to check it out wherever they are in the country yeah well I mean Brig and I had a little bit of a history he, he would come back when we had that restaurant he would come in and we do some things there uh, you know it's things related to to not, not just the Cubs but sports and other things and, and so he, he actually broached me with the idea he says you know I've got this idea for a show Hollywood and Ivy where we you know we, we we bring celebrity cub fans together with you know talk about the, their fandom and 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 I was well aware of the fact I'll, I'll give you an example uh, how when I was on the Kennedy Center committee uh, for many years and so the one year we were was on you take a bus from the White House to the Kennedy Center those of you who were on the committee to see the 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 show that night and it was that particular year was the year they were honoring Bruce Springsteen well I happened to be on the bus with Eddie Vedder. And as soon as I sat down on the bus, you know, because you're all scared, it's all random. You just going to take the bus ride to the to you know Secret Service once you all go together to to the to the to the uh, event. I sit next to Eddie and I look at Eddie and he looks at me and, and I said, "You're a Cub fan, aren't you?" Basically, he says, "Yeah, you're a Cub fan too, right?" And 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 so we turned into ten year olds and we both started just and I'm thinking when it was all done and we left, we said, "Hey, Eddie, I'll see you, man. Go Cubs!" You know, and I'm thinking, "Wow, here he is. You know, here I am, the actor. Here he is, the rock and roll star." And all we what we bonded on was that. You know what I mean? And so I think that 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 says it all there. And so when when Brig came up with this. Idea for Hollywood and Ivy, I was all in because I thought, yes, I know, I, I know we're going to have no trouble getting people to participate because we're going to be tapping into something that's not about their day job. You know, yeah, I'm an actor. I guess what I do for my day job. But you're tapping into what I've been doing since I've been five years old. That's a little different. And so that's been fun about it, wonderful about it. And that's what turns, you know, when you have somebody like Billy Corgan on and, and you're talking to him and he's like all excited, like he's, you know, yeah, at the game yeah. with his grandmother. It's like fantastic, you know. Yeah, well, yeah Billy the... Corgan actually shed tears a little bit. He started, he cried about when he talked about Randy Hundley. And you saw this on the episode, Randy Hundley met his grandmother and mm -hmm. it was like 1973 and she started crying and hugged him when Billy Corgan was a, a yeah. little kid. And right. 35 years later, Randy Hunley had a chance to go to a Smashing Pumpkins concert. And whoever Randy Hunley's friend called Billy Corgan and said, hey, I'm Randy Hunley. I've got Randy with me. Can I bring him to the concert? And backstage, Billy said, absolutely. 
And when they saw each other, they talked about that. And Randy's like, you know, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't remember that. And Billy's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. And at that point he's, it doesn't matter what you did for my grandmother made right. you that day. You're just, you're the first class person. Right. To me. So just, he speaks about it. Like it just happened yesterday. Yeah. Joey, Joey. So that's that, why that's we do the show. That that's, that that's the beauty of the show for me. Exactly. And honestly, I think yeah. that's the that's the power of sports, and I think that's what you guys are trying to bring through the show, right? Is that no matter who you are, no matter what what like walk of life it is, when we talk about where you were in 2016, we all came together uh, to watch the team and the sport that we love. And whether you are Mr. World is a Vampire or whatever it is, we can all kind of bond over that thing. Joe, just really quick, has 2016 the World Series has that replaced like when we when you're talking about the sweet spot of talking about the Cubs? Is it? Is it still Wrigley? Is it Ernie Banks? Is it Santo? Or is 2016 replaced it? Where Where do you like to go well, right away when you, when you turn into you the know, 10-year-old? Yeah, yeah. the child in me will never will never disappear. And that's why when I just threw out the first pitch again here in, in over Memorial Day weekend, anybody who saw it, the numbers on my – I had two numbers on my back. They asked, what number you want on your back? I said, I want number 14 slash 10. Ernie Banks, Ron Santo. I yeah. said, you know what I mean? Cubs could win the World Series for the next 10 years in a row. And it's not going to take away the child in me that goes back to, you know, th those were my boys. Those were my boys, you know, and, and that's and, and I, I wouldn't want it to be any different for any other fan as well. You 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 live in the time that you you embrace that team. That's what nostalgia is all about. And that's what it's and it, it goes to the, even the, the, the op-ed page I wrote for The New York Times back on the first for The New York Times. I wrote the op-ed page for the first Cubs night game. Because the New York Times contacted me, thought I'd be a fitting one to write that. And I basically, in essence, said that, that that's what nostalgia is. It's like, I remember Brigley Field with no lights, but th that's okay. If my my kids don't, they don't could care less. They love the, you know, that's their nostalgia is something different. It's good that we all are compartmentalized. You know, the three of us right now have different memories of being a Cub fan, Absolutely. and that's good. If it was all the same thing, it'd be boring, you know? Yeah, no, me and Brigham probably bemoan about the Taco Bell being gone. That's our new one. Um, my, <laughs> you know, so, I'm right so, near that right now, Joey. I'm right behind you... where that was. And I'm at the <laughs> place, Joe, where they made the 14 and 10 jersey Clark Street Sports. I will tell you guys now that we're into this, my sentimental value of the Cubs was the 85 Cubs. Not a lot of people remember that team because all five starting pitchers, Rick Sutcliffe, Dennis Eckersley, Scott, they all went on the DL. But that team started so hot. They were so good. They actually oh, lost yeah. 13 games in a row. They lost after 84. They lost. They were they were a great team, but I remember being in Chicago that year, being and watching game after game and just falling in love with WGN, Harry Carey, the way they remember Murph Murph in 76 go with the spirit, the way they just painted the picture and the way that Harry Carey was everywhere. That even though the team was losing and it was the year after 84, that made me fall in love with the Cubs. It just brand them in my mind and the blue and hey, the red and the yeah. colors and, and everything. In 84, you know? you know, when the Cubs lost that playoff game to San Diego, that night I was on Broadway doing the play Glen Gary Glenn Ross, the play that I won the Tony Award for, the show that had won the Pulitzer Prize. I took the curtain call that night. As I walked out, I pulled out of my back pocket a Cubs hat and I put it on. And I'll never forget it because I thought to myself, I wanted to do that because to show they're, they're not going to kill me. They're not going to get me down here. And so what was great is the New York audience, there was a huge cheer went up, and then all of a sudden they started booing me because I think they started to realize, wait a minute, he's a Cub fan. Wait, what the hell do we care that the Cubs lost? You know? but, Nobody... I it, but I did it I did it as a sign of protest because because all the newspapers were calling me to magazines. Hey, what do you think? The Cubs blew it. You know, the Cubs lost. And I was so down, I thought, I'm going to make a statement tonight. So that night on Broadway, 
I wore Cubs hat at the curtain call. Nobody messes with Ricky Roma. Come on. That's Nobody right. That's right. I, I took the hat off and I threw it in the audience too. I said, look, exactly. hopefully a Cub fan got it. You know. Uh, yeah. So mine, mine is number eight, Mr. Hawk. Andre Dawson right there. Um, oh, yeah. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm a WGN kid for the early 90s. So I grew up on Jim Bollinger and Kevin Foster, but I still became a Cubs fan nonetheless. So I don't know what that says about me, but it says a little something about the power of, of Wrigley Field, the north side. Uh, we got just a couple minutes here left with Brigham Avery, Joe Montana. Brigham, I promised you, man, it's a big weekend for Notre Dame. The Irish oh, yeah, playing but, but Ohio first of State. All, first of all, you know, we talk yeah. about happiness. This is not Joni Loves Chachi, but we have a Bears show. Oh, please. Hollywood and Hallis coming up. Break it. That's going to be right, Joe. That's going to be even – it's just going to be a special because the passion of the Bears, the 63 Bears, huh. the 85 Bears, all that's exactly. going to be captured. George Wen is our first guest. We got, and what we can do then, just to tell you, Joe knows this better, is the White Sox fans who might not be Cubs fans can be Bears fans on our show because everyone in this city is a Bears fan. This is the number right. one NFL market. That's right. Because that's Jets, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hey, I go back. I was that. even a Cardinals fan back then. You know, the Chicago that's, Cardinals were playing. Yeah, they were playing right. in Comiskey back then. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But always the Bears were number one. Cardinals were. Eh. Yeah. You, yeah. So you actually know good Bears quarterback play then, Joe. You've actually seen it. You've witnessed. <laughs> well, that, uh, yeah. If you're going to consider Ed Brown and Zeke Bratkowski, uh, you know, as 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 being, you know, uh, you know, yeah, it was. We'll take it exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hollywood and House coming. Can do you guys? Do you guys have a release date yet? Are you still shooting it? Right uh, now? You, no, no, because because just everything that's going on, we're going to film an episode, you know, and then. Uh, and then um, we'll be we'll be following up about that, but that that's coming soon, and we can't wait for that too, buddy. So just wanted to mention that, and uh, let's get into the Irish now, shall we? Do it. Give me give us some Irish here. Tell us how they're going to take down Kyle uh, McCord this so weekend. So Joe Notre Dame plays Ohio State this weekend. Joey, it's going to be very intense. The Buckeyes come into South Bend, and the last they started the year last year in 2022 with a loss. They were physically dominated were the Irish. I think it's going to be a different story. It's going to be unique because. Notre Dame is now good, and they're playing at home. They play big games at home, and I think what's underrated, the hidden factor here, Joey, is the fact that they play well at home, and just ask Clemson that, the 2020 Tigers, the 2022. So that's become a home field advantage again at night in South Bend. So the Buckeyes are a minus three favorite. I think that's understandable, knowing their history, but I, I do look for Notre Dame to come and win this game, and I think we can't deny this. If Sam Hartman, uh, the Irish quarterback, has a great game, he gets an invitation to New York for that. He's in the top five of the Heisman. So I look for those things to happen. I like Notre Dame about 34 to 28. And uh, that's what I have to say about that, brother. And, and, Love it. And, you know, last last Saturday, I said, you know, I directed this play. I'm, I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce. And, and the, the writer, star of his guy named Ronnie oh, yeah. Marmo, huge Notre Dame fan. He, he went Indiana specifically for two things to go to uh, James Dean's uh, the museum there. And I happened to know the curator there. So I set him up with that. And he wanted, to, he's a huge Notre Dame fan and wanted to see the game. I'm a dear, dear friend of Pete Chivarelli who owned Demon Dogs all those years in Chicago and is also, of course, the manager of the band Chicago. And I called Pete and Pete was so gracious, treated Ronnie to like a, a Notre Dame fan's dream day. At the at the at, the, at, the, at, the, at in South Bend. So last Saturday was like uh, I was so happy to be able to make that happen for Ronnie, and so glad that Notre Dame came That's through great. and got. And so hats off to my dear friend Pete Chivarelli and the band Chicago and all that. And if they That's come an through this weekend, they yeah. come through this yeah. weekend, Brigham, and take down Ohio State and turn this Big Ten upside down. The next Absolutely, season. Joe. Absolutely. Here's the other thing, Joe. Why don't you, Joe Montagna is everywhere, undeniable. The man is in every essence. 
tell Joey who's fan, who's, who's mail you get, who, who use mail used to get for years, Joe. Well, I used to get, well, I used to get Joe Montana's mail. The point is I'd get oh. his and he'd get mine. You know, we, we finally met, you know, we finally talked about it. Cause I, you know, I did, one time I was doing a movie and there was a knock on the trailer door and I opened it up and a kid's standing there with a football. Cause you know, somebody had told him, Hey, they're making a movie here. Who's in it? Oh, Joe Montana's in it. And of course the kid ran home and got the football. Uh, no, there was even a thing. Somebody sent me a blurb just a couple of days ago. It was it was a, a college game? I forget which two teams were playing. And it said, and from talking about the quarterback, it said in the first half he played like Joe Montana, in the second half he played like Joe Montana. <laughs> and I thought, Amazing. okay, that's good. I'm forever going to be at least I'm forever tied to one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived. And he's Italian on top of it, so it's I'm I'm all, I was gonna I'm say, all if, in. If you start getting confused with Joe Manginello, um, then now we're really yeah, no, 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 no. Me, me and me, me and uh, me and Joe Montana, it's all good. I'm happy to happy to have that association. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, two amazing, two amazing careers. Um, just to get you out, guys out of here. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show, and Joe, thank you so much for being so generous with your time. Um, My pleasure, honestly, Joey. Honestly, you, you teased it. You teased it just a little bit. Uh, but my background is obviously I'm born and raised in Chicago. Uh, theater kid, comedy, Second City. What a Greek guy from Chicago! How how how, who, how weird is that, huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Um, never, and, never. And, and the honestly, growing up, one of the great myths, one of the great lores, was that first iteration of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and Robert Prosky, and you and the cast. Right. So that right. was going to be my that was going to be my secret, you know, kind of fanboy question is, you know, if you can use your five senses or something, what is one of the like when you think about it right now, what is the first thing that kind of comes to your mind, maybe emotionally about that time in your life? Well, well, it changed my life, you know, and all I can say is, you know, God bless David Mamet, because here's a guy I'd known for, you know, still know for over 50 years. And he, he, you know, he here's a guy that, in true, true Chicago style, he followed through. In other words, he was mm -hmm. his career was taken off at that point. He could have very easily decided to, hey, I've got this new play going to Broadway. Let's let's fill it up with all kinds of stars and all things like that. But he he fought to get you know to make it a, a show that would use the kind of actors he wanted to have in those certain roles. And he has told me that you know he that uh, you know I, I was somewhat you know, in his head, I guess, when he created that character of Ricky Roma. And so to be able to follow through on that, and for me to be able to participate in it and, and do something where, you know, where basically by being in that play, career-wise, what a question changed my life. I mean, I went from, a, a, for 15 years of being a working actor to a guy who's in a Pulitzer Prize winning play, who's won the Tony Award for it, and, and went on to do, of course, many other things with David as well, besides people like Coppola and Barry Levinson and Woody Allen. And, you know, changed my, my, my career, my, my career, you know, life. So uh, that's, that's what I remember. 19, 1983, 84, those were, that, that was a period of time that, uh, at least career-wise, I, I couldn't have written a better script for myself. Could have written a better one for the Cubs in 84, but that's well, all. You know. Well, you know. <laughs> Leon Durham, stage direction, skips through the legs. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Complete heartbreak. Um, yeah. I, I, no, I, I just love to hear that. Uh, my first audition in Chicago was actually for a little film called Uncle Nino to play the bully. Oh, I uh, did great. not get it at the time, but it was my first time stepping into a room and slating, and I always just great, had that connection great. with you back in the day, uh, which was really great. So... Uh, and, and Brigham, before we get out of here, Cubs going to get in? We sneaking in? We talking yeah, they are. in October? In. Yeah, okay. yeah, they are. They're getting in. They're getting in. Okay. And uh, it's been Freaky. so great to be here, Joey. Thank you for having us, man. 
amazing. Guys, yeah, really great, such, Joey. Such a great pleasure. Um, no, the pleasure was all mine, you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time. You guys have no idea how big of a fan I am of not just Hollywood and Ivy, but soon to be Hollywood and Hallis too, as well, that you can check out on the Marquee Network. Also, check them out on YouTube, guys. If you don't have the Marquee Network, make sure you check it out. Today's episode of Bet on Chicago was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% promo code when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for tuning in this episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.